I hope y'all are. Our world, our time. Mini episode. Ooh, this right here, I love A. Growing up black. Yeah, that's a hashtag too, right? Growing up black. Growing up black. I even say it on, on the show. Um, Yeah, it really wasn't that much that you gravitated towards. Especially when it came to like music and stuff and it really was Showtime at the Apollo Soul Train I'm gonna say I, 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 I'm, I'm sticking with Video Soul Rap City OMTV Raps later on down the line 106 Apart later on down the line that was that was it like there still has not been any shows that can even reach the people the same way those three shows did. Video Soul. If, if you ain't, you know, if you ain't old enough to remember Video Soul and Donnie Simpson, who looked like a man from Cool in the Game, it's crazy. Sorry. And salute to Donnie Simpson. Made the DJ uh, Hall of Fame thing, Music Hall of Fame thing. A while back. Um, if you don't remember Soul Train, good Soul Train too. Like. Before they start switching the hosts up all the time and stuff like that, like when they had Don Cornelius, rest in peace, fake Don, Cor- you know what I'm saying? Like, and Don Cornelius used to go hard on rap. Don Cornelius, hey, there was a, there's a, like, you could see it on YouTube, like after the, um, after a Run DMC performance. Run, Run DMC got that look on their face, and Don got that look in his, look on his face, and you, could, in the tone in his voice, he, yeah, he. You know, there was some tension there. Like, it was weird finding out later on down the line he ain't really like disco. Um, and and he, and he uh, kind of compromised and had the disco ball popping for a minute. He really didn't want to do certain stuff and did it. But when it came to that hip hop, he was he was definitely. When you hear old old OGs in the culture tell you like there was there was people who thought that this won't gonna last, who they, who hoped this wasn't gonna last, Don Cornelius was one of them, <laughs> one of them dudes. And, and and I remember like the first time, so like I would grow up watching Soul Train. Soul Train was just Soul Train. It was it, it had nothing else to it. And then um, Rock him had the line like I'm on Soul Train, and he's on Soul Train and he moved the chair blew my mind you're a kid and you see that and it just blows your mind like oh snap yo this is real you know what i mean like run dmc and them dude houdini all yeah rah just sitting on the with the chair on some fonzie type joint backwards and he's like on soul train and he moved the chair out the way and start really rah- hey yo man look I, I, I ain't gonna front that might not have happened in my head it did so you know, if y'all go look that up and somebody be like, yo, that ain't even how that looked on that episode. It, in my head, it's just, you know, it's a lot of stuff that I get wrong in my head, you know. It took me forever to realize that, like, yo, my mom was right. It wasn't Jason in the very first Friday the 13th. In my head, it was always Jason forever. So, yeah, whatever, man. But... Before, you know, but outside of Soul Training and then, uh, what was I saying? Video Soul. There was always 
Showtime at the Apollo. You know what I'm saying? And it came on where I'm from, like in the middle of the night, like one in the morning. So you're a kid watching this at one in the morning. Just, just, just geeking. Geeking. Like, I literally used to anticipate people being garbage on the amateur night segment. Just to see them get booed and hear the booze. And yo, man, because it's like, God, like, you think watching stuff like American, what is it, American Idol in his prime with some of the, William Hung and all, you think that was crazy? Yo, hey, ain't got nothing on a crowd booing you and you still trying to get your thing off and then Sandman has to come and dance you and you still kind of like, mm, I guess I gotta go. Then he dances for a good second and just makes it just, ah, man. And then the D, like the MC of the night, says a little something, something. You know what I'm saying? And if, and matter of fact, scratch that. What's the really worst, worst, worst thing is when you make it to the thing, to the fuck, because there's a thing, right? They got the, I'm, I'm, again. I'm a kid. I can't remember all this stuff. Like in my head, it was five performers. So you make it. Then Kiki Shepard, who Black Don't Crack, Fountain of Youth somewhere in Harlem. Cause I don't know. I saw them like bring back Showtime somewhere around 2000. And Kiki Shepard was still around. In my mind, like yo, Kiki Shepard was like 40, 50 something then. I don't know. She might not have been, but. When you're a kid and you think older people, everybody's really way up there. You know, I thought, I swear to God, I thought Rakim was like 20-something when I was a kid growing up. Then, like, as you get older, you're like, yo, he just turned 50 a few years ago. Mind blowing. Anyway, what was I saying? They bring you to the stage and they do the hand thing and the crowd go crazy. They going by who, who get the loudest pop. You know, that's a giant. But ain't nothing worse than when they go, <sighs> boo. Like you went through your whole thing and they booed you at the at the at the at the judgment part. Boo. Like that hurts. Yeah, you like, yo, y'all might as well let Sandman rock me out then. How y'all gonna boo me? Like y'all ain't even like I could take a little bit of cheer, like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Now that we've seen other stuff, he hype, but you know, he won't as good as that person. Boom, you know what I mean? But yo, man, it was crazy. And and legend has it, a lot of those people who went on to win them amateur nights became legends, man. Legends, legends. Doodle, dude, it was an HBO documentary. I I, I really looked that up now. It was HBO. HBO had a documentary about Showtime at the Apollo. And all that, and, and it breaking down, and and everything going going down, burning down, or whatever, and being rebuilt, and all that. Like, cause it starts out where they're trying to make a play, they're doing a play, and all that, and then they go through the history of it. Um, you know, and it was just like to hear other artists talk about like the 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 levels and the camaraderie, and just the yo. This is it right here. This is gangster and how how the dude was out here trying to play him for their paper sometimes. It's it's beautiful. Like 
I think every local area has a version of that, but still nothing as 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 grand and as as grandioso and as legendary and as iconic as the Apollo. There's some joys out there all over the place. Everybody got a spot. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you are, where you listening, you like, yo, man, that's like, and I mean a real spot too, not that joint that just opened up a few years ago, and you know, like everybody like it, not nah, nah, nah. the whole weight. You know what I'm saying? Legendary artists come through, boom. But anyway, this is what this one is about. This episode is about the Apollo Theater, which I was so shocked when I was like doing the research and and remembering the documentary. That it used to be a burlesque place, like whites only. Could you imagine that? The Apollo Theater was whites only. That is crazy, man. That is like, that's like finding out the very first box of Uncle Ben was a blonde dude. Like just some white blonde dude. Like just, and he ain't even look old. It was just like regular Uncle Ben. Like, hey, that's my uncle. You know, like fathers know best. Like some, some like old actor knockoff and it was just a blonde dude you know like what uncle and he didn't even like the the whole the box wasn't orange or anything it was nice and bright looking and he was sitting on the porch with a bowl of rice or something and there was a kid like they had a whole commercial like what are you eating uncle ben some rice billy you know just i don't know man but to just realize like next thing you know like i know that would be too extreme but what if Aunt Jemima was white? What if Aunt Jemima was actually like Native American? Matter of fact, I don't know anybody named Jemima. Like, you know how long it took me to realize like somebody acts, Aunt Jemima isn't one name. That's like Aunt Jemima. Who is Jemima? What boardroom was like, let's come up with the blackest name we could come up with, and that was Jemima, who, by the way, I know, swear to God, her and Miss Black, we're switching up Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben, but we cool with Miss Butterworth, because I don't know, man, something tell me Miss Butterworth was black, too, you know, she might have, Aunt Jemima looked like she had some sass with her, Miss Butterworth looked like she, she was the, the... You know, she'd calm everything down. She was the magical Negro. You know, Aunt Jemima was the sassy black chick. Miss Butterworth was the magical Negro. Like, it's okay, baby. Come over here and lay your head on my shoulders. Down to my bosoms. Ooh, you like that sweetness? All right. And then it's just how crazy that you had. They were both pancakes. That's why black people like pancakes. That's it. That's it. You grow up looking at Aunt Jemima boxes of pancakes and Miss Butterworth syrup, and you're just like, I relate with that right there. This dude, this tiger running around with the ascot, talking about stuff is great, might not get with him too much, or the frog leaping, or the rabbit who I swear is a cokehead, or the cocoa for cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I don't, I don't get with all that. I ain't really cool with that. Or the three snack crackle pop who I swear, hey. In my mind, growing up, in my mind growing up, the Rice Krispie Elves either got kicked out or were part of a like rival gang to the Keebler Elves. Like just, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. And like, 
And, I, and if they were a rival gang, I'm pretty sure the Oscar Mayer Wiener guy put them up to doing it, which is still some of the funniest. I remember watching Nick at Night one time. You know what? This is going on too long. I was about to take y'all down a whole new path. The podcast is its own episode. This is me just trying to bring a little, you know, bring bring a little introduction to it, and I done went off in my own little world. My bad. I'm so sorry. But with that being said, man, if you ever watch them Oscar Mayer Wiener joints, hey, Ken, you like Bologna? Funniest thing in the world, man. Dude ain't but so tall. He got the, hey, come on in the van. Come on into my Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile. You can bring your dad, too. Like, yo, ain't no, ain't no way he was going in there alone anyway, man. I don't want you. Man, I don't know you. You just rolled up in here with a Wiener mobile. I'm talking about, come on in the Man, you know, come on, man. You got like weenies? What? Alright, okay. Don't don't get that. don't get hurt, little man. For real. But anyway, this is the episode. My bad for all this talking. You know, I get geeked about stuff like this. I get geeked when it's crazy. Do the research. Look this stuff up. Um yeah. And enjoy. This is how we get down. Yes, yes, yes. Yo, you know how we do. Ooh, the AO. That's still one of my favorite joints off of that whole Dime Beast joint with Diamond. Barrel March killed the first song on the joint and anything. Um, before that, we had the Eminem blend with the um ah, crooklyn dodgers you know how we do man this is what we do word up rest in peace bi hey a lot of heat we know how we get down man it's saturday and it's all hip-hop we just rocking y'all in here rest in peace to dilla too i play some dilla joint the dilla hey yo it's just yo you know how we get down man this is what we do word up oh before we go any further y'all know what time it is man y'all know what we do at this point take it from the top Take it from the top. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Yes, yes. Hey. Oh, my bad. <clears throat> this moment in black history. With this being Black Music Month and all that, we gonna hit y'all off with the dopest right here. Because black music... And this right here is synonymous. This is this you can't talk about this place without talking about the black music. And it used to be couldn't talk about black music without talking about this place. But let me put y'all on to something right now. Y'all need to understand who Sidney Cohen is. Sidney Cohen. You know what I'm saying? Remember that name. Remember that name. In the early 1930s, my man revitalized. He bought, he bought back the vibe. Matter of fact, he can't bring back the vibe. He bought the building. The building I'm talking about, the Apollo Theater. See, because here's the wild joint about the Apollo Theater. Back in the 1914 joints, back in like the 1913 and 14. It was an all-white spot. It was a burlesque spot. All-whites. No no black people could enter. You know what I'm saying? Things got crazy. 
then it turned to like something else when another dude bought it but the thing that we know today we know about it comes from my man Sidney Cohen you know what I'm saying bought the spot like yo let's go ahead and start bringing these people into the joint you know he had competitions they did a lot of other things he brought you know what I'm saying he brought Louis Armstrong to the game Bessie Smith he brought Eddie Green to the game you know what I'm saying he had the Harlem Opera House thing jumping off my man was official with it he brought it in he did they thing he had a chorus line he had Duke Ellington Dizzy Gillespie you know what I'm saying? Chick Webb. He had old Count Basie. All these people was back rocking it. And of course, it's time for, you know what we know about it, with James Brown locking it down when it felt like it was forever. You know what I'm saying? And then you got um so many other people, the Motown Reviews, Ike and Tina, all the stuff we know. You know what I'm saying? They had comics. They actually did shows, Broadway shows, like not off Broadway, but black, black plays. They did a lot of joints, you know what I'm saying? The amateur night thing was the pop-off. And a lot of people got their got they foot in the game doing that. You know, it was like, yo, if you can make it here, you good. Because the crowd was reckless. The crowd was wild. And it was just one of those joints, man. It was, it was the place to be if you were a black performer. You know what I mean? And, and that was what it was. Like, it fell on hard times here and there. I think, um... Harlem actually owns it. It's owned by the people. Now, I, I might be wrong. I don't know. It was a documentary on HBO about it. They ain't even talk about the burlesque part, I don't think. But, yo, it's an interesting document. documentary. Check it out. When we talk about black music, Apollo Theater is right there. You know what I'm saying? I know when I was a kid, it used to be um, three joints growing up. That, that, you know what I'm saying? I connected black music with as far as on television apollo theater soul train and if you got an interview with donnie simpson on on video soul that was it you know what i'm saying like everything else was you know you get a little older rap city on tv raps come along it's like boom boom you know but that was it right there if you was on apollo soul train and bet bt video soul i ain't not even playing your video an interview dope you know what I'm saying but this is what we do black moment black history moment with a Jewish dude to set it off for all that we know today about the Apollo Theater always people gang so uh yeah we gonna get back into some more of the music and do what we do got a little time left Let's rock out. Yo, this Toby dude out here in, 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 in Houston is official, man. He a beast. Let's get into some of this joint right here. Let's go. This is a Soul of Art presentation. 